Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Today at what I'm calling from grasshoppers to eagles. And as we look into the scripture, that might, might say, well, that's uh, strange uh, because we know that, you know, a worm can turn into a what? Butterfly or whatever. But I've never saw a grasshopper turn into an eagle. But only God could turn a grasshopper into an eagle. And so we're going to look at that today from his word. So Isaiah chapter 40 in verse 21, it says, Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began? Are you so ignorant? Now look at this. God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world and brings them all to nothing. Jumping down to verse 28. Have you never heard, have you never understood the Lord is everlasting God, the creator of heaven and earth? He never grows weary or weak. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. Then look at verse 31. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So what we see from these verses of Scripture is that the people on the earth are referred to as grasshoppers. We know that God sits on high and he looks down. But then later on, we even see that weak people powerless people, and all those people in their own strength, they struggle making it. We, can, we even see that young people who are normally strong physically, that even they will faint without God's help. And then we see that the Lord says, if we trust him, we can mount up with wings like eagles. And so there's that comparison there of a grasshopper and an eagle. And even some quick thoughts, grasshoppers hop and eagles soar. Grasshoppers are short-sighted and eagles are long-sighted. Grasshoppers look up and eagles look down. Problems, even viruses, for a grasshopper look big. When grasshoppers look up, everything looks big. But when an eagle looks down, everything looks small. When we walk through life, are we going to walk through with the grasshopper mentality? Or can we go through life and walk it like an eagle? And this is what we want to look at today. So the first thing is, you know, history always helps us. And so instead of erasing history, 
we can learn. And it's always good to see what happened and then what can happen to fix what happened. (laughs) So what we see here is we want to look at the day that mankind became grasshoppers. So Genesis chapter 2 and verse 17, it starts way back, and Genesis is called the book of beginnings. So Genesis 2.17 says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God created all of us. He created mankind. Back shortly after creation, he gave Adam authority and dominion in the earth. And he said to, he gave him certain things to do. And he said, there's only one thing that you can't do. Just one thing. You can do all these other things, but don't do this one thing. Don't eat of this tree that I'm telling you not to eat of. Because if you eat of it, you're going to die. Now, we know from reading the Bible that Adam did not die physically. He was still on the earth alive after he ate the fruit. But what happened is Adam died spiritually. There was a spiritual death. Now, this spiritual death affected all of mankind. And we can go to the New Testament In the Bible, there's the Old Testament and the New. We can go to the New Testament in in the book of Romans, and we can see this in Romans 3, in verse 23. It says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Notice that word all, and that word all, if we were to define it, means all. It says all have sinned. So you may be thinking, well, I didn't live back in the day of Adam. So what are you saying that I didn't do that? Adam disobeyed God and ate of that fruit. So how could you say that I have sinned and I've fallen short? Well, if we go up to chapter 5 and verse 14, God explains that for us. And here's what he says. He says, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of the one to come. So this first Adam, because the type of the one to come, Jesus is called the second Adam also. This first one, it says, even if you did not sin like he sinned, you still have fallen. Death reigned. In other words, spiritual death came into the earth, and every person born was born into this spiritual death. Another way we could say it is the authority and the dominion that God gave Adam was lost to mankind. They were coming into the earth as a grasshopper instead of an eagle. They were coming in low instead of high. We could say it that way. There's further explanation even what happened in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus walked on the earth. Jesus walking on the earth in Luke 4 and verse 5, it says, And the devil took him up. So he took him to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said to him, to you, I will give all of this authority and their glory. How did he get it? Well, he says, for it has been delivered to me and to whomsoever I give it. And so we know the terminology that we heard throughout our lifetime where it talks about selling your soul to the devil Well, that's how it all started, because the devil's trying to get Jesus to sell his soul to him. Of course, Jesus doesn't do it. 
Because Jesus had, he knew the plan that God had, and he was going to win back the authority and dominion that we had from, by God's plan, not having to sell his soul out to the devil, okay? So these verses of Scripture, if we would just put it in a nutshell, we see that mankind was created spiritually alive under God. Mankind was given authority and dominion in the earth. When Adam sinned, he died spiritually the result of his sin resulted in death for all of mankind. Hence, all have sinned and fallen short. And the result is authority and dominion passed from man to the devil. And so man was on the earth, but they did not have the authority and the dominion that God intended for them to have. Perhaps the scripture even illustrates this in a, good, a greater way. So look at Numbers 13 and verse 33. It says, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. And look at this. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. So this is a story when God told the children of Israel, he said, I'm going to send you into a wonderful land and I'm going to give you this land. So God made the promise he said, I'm going to send you and I'm going to give you this land. What does that mean? Well, it means that if God said this, all you have to do is obey and he'll bring that land to you. So he said, go and spy out the land. They went in to spy the land out and they didn't expect, they, they, they actually did not put God's word above what they saw. They saw giants and when they saw the giants, they became fearful living from that place as a grasshopper, they said, we are like grasshoppers in our sight, and so we are in their sight. How we see ourselves many times is how we think other people see us. As you see that my nose is quite large, and I see that nose in the mirror every day, and I know that other people see that nose too. But how we think of ourselves and see ourselves is many times how we think people think of us and see us, and they may see us totally different than we see ourselves. The giants knew that God was sending his people in to possess the land, and they were not looking at God's people as they were grasshoppers. And so uh, you can see it's important that we understand who we are. It's important how we see ourselves. So let's talk about solving the grasshopper syndrome. And before we talk really quickly, we just want to say that there's people out in the world who are very successful and they don't have God. They're successful with education. They, they're very intelligent. Even right now, there's people solving this coronavirus and some of them don't know God, but they've studied and they've applied themselves. There's other people that work really hard and they earn a lot of money and they're very wealthy. There's other people that have a lot of creativity and their creativity causes them to be famous and rich. There's other people with talent like sports, uh, people in sports, and they become famous and they become wealthy and so on and so forth. There's many people out there that don't know God that become very successful and wealthy. We should honor those people and we should recognize their hard work. But here's what we want to say is every single person needs God. So it doesn't matter how famous they are 
they need God. It doesn't matter how wealthy they are, they need God. So with that said, here's just a few. I, I looked at, and really quickly, I just did a Google search, and I found four articles really quickly about this very thing I'm talking about. One article says, why the super successful get depressed. That was written in 2015. Another article says, why suicide is more common among celebrities, CEOs, and creatives. That was written in 2018. Another article says, 20 celebrities with very strange diseases. Their, their fame and, and, and all the money they had could not keep sickness off of them. Another article says, rich people make worse relationship decisions. So having a lot of money doesn't mean you have wisdom and you make the right decisions. So, so we acknowledge those that work hard and are successful, but we say to anybody listening, if you work hard, if you're successful, if, you, if you're well known, you still need God. So let's look at this in Job chapter 39 and verse 27. It says, is it at your command the eagle rises to the heights to make its nest? It lives on the cliffs, making its home on a distant rocky crag. From there, it hunts its prey, keeping watch with piercing eyes. So notice that an eagle rises, ascends. You know, grasshoppers do a little bit of hopping, but they're not rising and ascending to those kind of heights. An eagle lives in a high place. That's where the eagle builds their nest, and they live in a high place. An eagle, from the high place that they live, they look down and they hunt their prey. They attack their prey from a high place. Uh, as you see, uh, that we saw how the um, the, the children of Israel, they said, were grasshoppers in our sight. And so are we in their sight. They weren't looking down at giants. They didn't know who they were. They were God's people. God promised they could take the land, but they were not looking at God. They were looking at themselves. We're, when we just look at ourselves and focus on ourselves, we just, we're, we're just uh, flesh and blood. But when we put God into the equation, it, it makes us so different. So what is the opposite of what this happened with the eagle? Well, to be opposite of an eagle means you would descend to a low place. You would dwell and live and make your living place in a low place. And uh, instead of being able to see far off, you have, you're short-sighted. This is what happens when, when, uh, when people don't know who they are. And much of mankind are in a place like this. God gave a solution so we don't have to be in this place. So altitude, altitude, the altitude advantage has been around for thousands of years. We see it with the eagle, the advantage an eagle has when it comes to hunting enemies, the eagle's enemies, the eagle can spot the enemies from a far distance, the eagle attacks the enemy from a high place. Thousands of years ago, cities were built on hills before they had airplanes to be able to fly around, and they didn't have those things, so they built their cities on a, high, a hill, and they put walls around them. That's the altitude advantage. So if anyone was going to attack a city, they had that advantage. So even the mod modern military, if two fighter planes are going to fight each other, whoever gets the higher altitude the quickest will have the advantage in that battle as a battle in the air. The altitude advantage has been around for a long time. Now look at here what Jesus, uh, he, he says something that's very interesting here in Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. He says, uh, while the 72 returned, he didn't say that with joy, saying, Lord, 
even the demons are subject to us in your name. That's his disciples talking. But then here's what he said. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. So this insight that we have here, I like to say it this way, Jesus' worldview is the highest worldview anyone could ever had. Why is that? Well, first of all, no one else was in heaven when Satan was thrown out of heaven, but Jesus was there. And he said, I saw Satan fall. Now, Satan's fall from heaven to earth was the beginning of mankind's downfall because he deceived Adam and Eve. That's how Adam and Eve fell, and that's what brought mankind down to the grasshopper level instead of soaring like an eagle. So this is the worldview that Jesus had, which helps us to understand what's going on on this planet. It helps us to understand that God sent his son to shed his precious blood, and he took our sin because God desires, he loved the whole world so much that he wants all of mankind to receive his son, and he wants to raise them all out of that place of a grasshopper so mankind can soar like eagles. So when Jesus said that, he was basically saying, I'm about to open your eyes to spiritual truth that will set you free. Or we could even say it this way, Jesus was saying, I... I'm going to do that, but I'm also going to restore authority and dominion that was lost to mankind in the fall. So he's, in a sense, given a preview. I saw Satan fall. I, under, I know exactly what he did. He deceived mankind. All of mankind fall, fell. I saw that. But then he says, I'm giving you authority. He's speaking the solution even before he went to the cross and died. So Jesus knew the moment when mankind would become grasshoppers. He knew that. The Father God and Jesus knew that moment. So now let's talk about this solution that God had before the foundations of the world, as we see in Scripture, from grasshoppers to eagles. So in John chapter 8, in verse 23, it says, He said to them, You are from below. You are from below. Isn't that interesting? I am from above. You are of the world, and I am not of the world. So he's saying your position is low. You're in a fallen state. My position is high because I'm alive unto God. He would be saying you think from a low place. You understand from a low place. You believe from a low place. I think from a high place. I understand from a high place. I believe from a high place. This is what he's saying. Here's what the trans... uh, the, the Passion, I mean, the message Bible says here about that. It says, Jesus said, you're tied down to the mundane. I'm in touch with what is beyond your horizons. You live in terms of what you see and touch. I'm living on other terms. This is what Jesus is introducing to us, which is so awesome and wonderful. So the plan of God was to move all of mankind So that's why it says whoever so opens up their heart, that Jesus stands at the door and knocks, and whosoever will, we have a free will to open up and receive Jesus, and whoever receives him, he gives the power to become a son of God. So here's what what this solution is, that God moved us from fallen to risen. 
So Ephesians 2 and verse 6, it says, And raise us up together with him, and seated us up and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. So this plan that God had, we've looked at the history. How did man get to that place of a grasshopper? But now we're seeing the solution, what God planned to raise us up from a low place and seat us in a high place. It says that he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Then if we go over to, uh, well, let's look at this in the uh, uh, Passion Translation first. Here's what it says there. He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended, I like that, with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. It's a restoration of our dominion and authority. That's his plan. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. So powerful and is so available to anyone who chooses to accept him. Now it's possible as Christians to be seated in that high place and to have a restoration of our authority and dominion on the earth, but it's still possible not to renew our mind and we can still be seated there, but we think and act like others who are grasshoppers. People that are seated in those places and have that understanding they think differently. So as Christians, we want to make sure, even though we're seated there, we're not thinking down here, but we're thinking up here. We have the revelation of who we are. When this happened, there was a reversal. And the Lord gave me these phrases to even describe this reversal that we had. So he said this, he said, what used to be over us became under us. What had an advantage over us is now at a disadvantage under us. What used to be our boss became our slave. What used to rule us is now ruled by us. And these are some of the phrases that the Lord put in my heart concerning this wonderful reversal when we were raised up and seated with him. So when Jesus walked on the earth, he showed us what this looks like. And so in Luke chapter 4, and let's just go back before we look at that. Let's say this. As I said earlier, the Adam was what the Bible calls the first Adam, Adam and Eve there. Jesus is what the Bible calls the second Adam. So Adam, when he was created the first Adam, he was alive under God, but his sin caused him to die spiritually. Jesus came to the earth is fully alive under God. He was a living spirit that had the life of God on, on the inside of him. And so he comes down to the earth and he actually demonstrates to mankind what does a man look like that is alive unto God? What does a man look like who has authority and dominion in the earth? And so then he comes to this thing in Luke chapter 4 and verse 38. And it says, He arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And then I like the way that it is worded here. It says, Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. The fever wasn't the boss. 
Fever was an enemy, and Jesus was the victor. And from that place that he looked over her, he rebuked the fever. It's important for each Christian to know that once you accept Jesus Christ, there is a restoration of authority and dominion that God has given to us. So this this is what we're talking about, this high place, this place of authority and dominion. Uh, it's You might say, well, what do I have to do? Here's the good news. This high place is a gift. It's gifted to us by grace. And as we conclude our service today, as David comes back up, he's going to lead you in a prayer so you can have this thing gifted to you. So just uh, a few things about it. It's a high place. We're raised up there. It is gifted to us. It's by grace. And so we're raised and seated with Christ, and we don't have to do anything except receive Jesus as Lord. When that happens, we become the righteousness of God in Christ, and we're also gifted then, and re- or we're restored back to this place of authority and dominion where you can speak to fevers and rebuke them. You can speak to sickness and disease. This is this uh, authority and, and, and dominion that God restored back to us. And you might say, well, I want that. Well, as we conclude today, there's going to be a prayer so you can come with us and come into the body of Christ. So make sure you stay with us to the very end. So it's our choice to receive all these things that God did for us. These are what we call positional truths. In other words, it's truth showing us our position. But then from this positional place and these positional truths, it's up to us to feed on these things and so they can become real in our lives. Next week, we're going to look into that more and we want to bring forth things next week that help us to understand how to get these positional things working in a temporal way in our lives. So as we close today, I like to uh, just wherever you are, I'm going to lead us into some confessions, and this is how we want to close today, just to make sure we just say this, and it's really real to us. So you can say this with me. I can do the works because I've been forgiven. I've been cleansed. I've been raised up and seated in heavenly places with Christ. Now, you might be out there and you say, what works are you talking about? Well, I actually am talking about the works of Jesus because he said we can do them. He said we could do the same work. So when I say we can do the works of Jesus because we've been forgiven, cleansed, raised up, and seated in heavenly places with Christ. Let's say this together. I am able to live my life from a high place. I can see. I can think. Believe. Speak. And act from a high place. The devil, sickness, disease, viruses, pain, oppression, depression, and poverty are all under my feet. They are things that have the possibility to rule me, but in Christ, I can be their boss. I can rule them. Let's say one more thing. Jesus raised me up into a victorious place and gave me the opportunity 
to reign in life. Praise God. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.